This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Spring is in the air, but is it in your step? Is it in your bed? If you're interested in better sex starting now, go to adamandeve.com. They've got toys, lingerie, accessories, everything you need to level up your pleasure checks. And right now, Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item. Plus, free shipping, which includes rush processing. That's discreet shipping, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy, all will be packaged and sent discreetly, free and fast. So just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter offer code PAWPAW at checkout. That's PAWPAW, P-A-W-P-A-W at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code PAWPAW to get your discount, 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Code P-A-W-P-A-W. Goodbye, sweeties. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Eldermorn, everybody. Eldermorn. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Running amok with a monster truck, Henry Hogfish. Hey! Dude, 1v1'd a dump truck last week. Give it up for <laughs> Hank. He fell in a ravine. And I kind of came out even with a lot of help. He made the best of it, falling in a ravine. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Emily Axford. Wrecking Max with no decks with her fire-breathing codex, Fia Boginia. Oh, triple play. Yes. Yes. Triple play rhyme scheme. Ho, 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 Fia Claus. Um, and I know, we... I, I had it. I tried to come up with a Fia Claus one, but I just I got didn't you. come to me. Fia, I got you. I got your back. Okay. Don't even worry about it. We've got Fia's little elf here. Uh, we've got Caldwell Tanner. Zelbaldar 3, Outpost Delver, and Fia Claus's little helper. It's Cirque for Vane. Oh, <laughs> he's just a little helper. Except you're not my little helper because we don't have this dynamic again. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> you are an adult. <laughs> I am not true, in charge true, true. of you. He's an adult with a gun. Although I am shorter than you. I am <laughs> technically shorter than you, so I can That's be your true. helper in that That's regard. That's true. Little in stature. And a little taller than me. <laughs> Sweet, guys. Um, let's go ahead and do a little recap. So last time, you began by speaking to Tabitha, an awakened horror discovered in the ruins of Zelboldar 3. Tab told you that she had traveled to Eldermorn on a diplomatic mission um, from Endoterra, a demi-planar city full of awakened horrors. Some good, some bad. Uh, you were quickly able to deduce that Endoterra was another name for the lost city of Zelboldar, seemingly plucked from this realm and dropped into another world. Uh, the city is surrounded by a mysterious mist that prevents anyone from leaving the mountain. Hence, Tab's interest in traveling to Eldermorn to meet other uh, forms of life and explore the world outside. Uh, you tried to convince uh, Tab to immediately take you back to retrieve the missing arena, <laughs> um, but she informed you that she was only able to achieve planar travel with the help of a wizard named Kevin. Kevin! Rip. Rest in pieces. <laughs> Rest in pieces. Uh, Rest in pieces, but may I have your stick? <laughs> uh, you did find Kevin's stick. That piece may not rest. Uh, you guys were able to find Kevin's body uh, in the rubble <laughs> along with uh, his stick uh, with the device he used to travel there. 
uh, a wand with a socketed gem called the Telefork. Um, unfortunately, the gem was shattered, uh, so you'd need to rebuild it in order to get to the lost city of Zelboldar and Arena. Tab explained that the Twilidium gem uh, that was needed uh, is native to Endoterra, and Zerk theorized that his mom could help rebuild it uh, because she likely has access to a lab. She's done very well for herself, apparently. <laughs> she's certainly selling a lot of guns. <laughs> I hope she's doing well for herself, honestly, considering the amount of weapons she's selling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully she's not getting ripped off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is a for-profit initiative. That feels weird. Just gun or not for profit. Guns for yeah. bandits. Uh, her uh, charity. <laughs> As you uh, prepared to leave to find her, you were attacked by Hutar and a team of scrappers in giant mech suits. Um, they were intent on burying the secrets of the sentient horror and the horrible truth about Zelboldar 3 revealed by the ghost dragon. After an insane fight that saw Fia jumping over a mech while riding a demon deer and pulling a sleigh, Zerk using Skyrite to send a message to Luskrar through a teleporter, and Hank going 1v1 with a dump truck, you were able to best the scrappers and avenge the destroyed outpost of Zelboldar 3. Luskrar sentenced Hutar to death and subsequently <laughs> <laughs> smashed him with a hammer Damn. and that's what is this show where yeah, we are now <laughs> <laughs> does anyone need a wet nap <laughs> <laughs> so you are all standing around this impromptu execution um you guys see uh in the back there's just chaos everywhere destroyed mech suits fill the ruins with smoke you just hear random whirs and pops as the machines malfunction in the background. Such a shame. <laughs> um, you see Luskar stands over the body of Hutar Gunnerbold, breathing heavily, staring intensely. Um, cool. And you see uh, he looks up at you guys and he goes, You found Grez. The debt is repaid. Well, we might owe her one now. <laughs> yeah, she's quite fearsome in battle. Look how many are impaled on her staff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, let's, you see. Let's carve three into that, right? <laughs> uh, please, this is an ancient artifact. Let's not carve anything into it. But yes, I did break a bunch of necks with my staff. Um, thank you for the assists. Um, but Luskrar, not only did they find me, but we were able to find something else that was lost. Grez goes on to um, uh, introduce Tab to Luskrar um, and explains how she likely could help lead them back to Zelboldar, explains the stuff with like the telefork and everything, um, explains the scry spell with Arena and everything. Um, and you see as he's hearing it, Luskrar doesn't get like his normal pumped. Um, you see he's just too emotional to be pumped. You just see his eyes are wide, just like big doe eyes, and he's just making like weird noises and breathing heavily. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna offer just a little back pat with like a nod. <laughs> as soon as you because, pat his back, mm. a like noise comes out like a cough, like <laughs> That's good. I match it. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Just you wait. Cool. You wait centuries to find the promised land, and then one day it's just like, it's just like right there, man. Not, not a bad afternoon, eh? Not a bad afternoon. <laughs> Blood from stone. Glory to Zelboldar. Glory to Zelboldar. Oh, glory, glory to, to Zelboldar. Aye, glory to Zelboldar. You see, uh, Luskar uh, kind of wipes his eyes and goes, "All right, let's get going." Your friend is likely in danger, and the Deep Folk have waited long enough to reclaim their homeland. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, to find our way to Zobaldar, uh, it seems like we need to repair this Twilidium. I show him the shard uh, and say, do you have any sort of a library that we could use to kind of research this further? Or do you happen to know anyone by the name of Vervain? That's my last name, but also Vervain. the name yes, of... Yes, I know you. Zerk Okay, Vervain. just me. All right. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you my last I name. I also so know a Vervain. Vervain. Zerk, You yes. know Vervain, too. Okay, yes. I never yes. met a Vervain. Sounds exotic. <laughs> Great. Hi. Um, I, I realize I'm doing a bad job of introducing myself. That's my name, but also my mom's name. She has a lab somewhere, but I don't know where she's set up. So I was just wondering if you had heard anything about that. Hmm. I don't know your mom, <laughs> but um, I can. There is a library, just a regular old library. I don't know what a library is, um, but there's a library in Zelbaldar 7. Um, we can try to find information on Twilidium. A library is a library, but with more Bunsen burners. It's very dangerous for the books. Right. Yes, but you know what? Through risk comes reward. Sometimes fire and books do mix. I not a book <laughs> <laughs> I I slap a book far on like the hardcover and a little bit of smoke comes out. <laughs> smoke and dust. That's right. How are you going to make a pizza without a little fire? Les <laughs> Gart just is not looking at Book Bar. That's a good catchphrase for you, Book Bar. Very good. Um, also a good follow-up question. Is there a pizza oven in the library? Uh, there's no, again, not a library, just a library. If you want mm. pizza, though, they, there are bar snacks uh, at the Earth and Ale Tavern. With, a, with enough Bunsen burners, we might be able to, again, to cook a pizza. Again, there's no Bunsen burners. There's no Bunsen burners. <laughs> Mr. Henry, I've never had the chance to ask you, what's the difference between a hot plate and a Bunsen burner? Would you know your way around one like you do with a hot plate? Uh, the, the hot plate... Doesn't doesn't take any flame at all. Sorry, Luskar. Luskar grabs Fia and Henry and pulls you in close. The path to Zobaldor has finally been opened, and we're talking about Bunsen burners and hot plates to the library. To the library. As he shakes Fia, it completely resets her, and then a look of responsibility and purpose comes into her eyes, and then she looks at Grez and she says, "Grez." I know that you have abilities to look at people. We used it to look at Arena. Can we use it to find Zerk's mother? Grez nods, and she goes... Then I look over at my companions and say, I was sitting on that one for a while. (laughs) And I wink one eye with a creaky wink. Uh, Grez nods, and she goes... Uh, yes, um, I, I should have enough strength left to do a scry spell um, with the help of Zerk. I, I should be able to locate his mother. Why don't we go to Zelboldar 7, and I'll do it there while we do our research. Okay, great. Just let me know how much hair you need, and I'll chop it off. Just a minimal amount of hair. Zerk, strap in. It's like Soren over California. <laughs> Ooh. I can't wait for that orange scent. <laughs> uh, Luskar leads you guys um, to the half-destroyed teleporter building, um, and you guys step into the spot for Zelboldar 7. Um, Could I grab a couple of scraps uh, from these mechs just for study? Uh, I think I might want to use them when I'm rebuilding uh, Spritel later. Right on. Yeah. yeah. I just like scoop up uh, in in the bag of holding. I scoop up as much mech scrap as I can. Oh, that's true. You guys do have a bag of holding. Yeah. I'll say so, some of the smaller guys like the drill dudes, their stuff probably didn't even weigh 500 pounds. So like you could probably like grab like half of it um, and wow. have like a half built mech suit essentially uh, in your pack. <laughs> so Luskar once, <laughs> once again, like is like charging forward, like I will lead us to Zobaldor and then turns around. Hey, whoa, whoa, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. <laughs> just, just 
just see Zerk collecting garbage. Um, and I did want to bring a rock for my son. Let me just see if I can find a smooth one. <laughs> um, okay, if everyone's collecting something, I try to look for a spell book. <laughs> Luskar and um, uh, Luskar and Grez literally carry you guys to the transporters. <laughs> you see, um, there's a spot that will take you to Zeldar Seven. There's this purple light coming up from a rune circle in the floor. After stepping through it, um, you see a flash of light and feel like a rush of wind, almost as if you just jumped off something, like jumped off a cliff. Um, but you get the sensation of landing, of landing safely. Your feet settle, and you come out of the transporter on the other side um, in the outpost of Zelbodar 7. Uh, this is the underground town that you guys first came to. It's, so it's full of people and functional buildings. Um, this is the outpost where Batilda was resting above the Earth and Ale Tavern um, after her rescue. So she is here. All right. So Luskar forges ahead um, and leads you guys to a small library. Um, you see uh, there's an old deep folk librarian, gray robe, um, long white beard down to his toes. Like uh, reaches, it reaches down like below the desk. You only kind of see what's going on in here because as you open the door, there's a little bit of light from like uh, torches and stuff outside. Um, but this building is extremely dark. Uh, they likely don't want torches or like Bunsen burners or other sources hmm. of open flame near these precious books and artifacts. That's why you could really, you could get by with a hot plate. There's no risk of open flame. I conjure a very subtle controlled fireball. <laughs> As you do that, you see uh, the old uh, librarian goes, uh, no fire in the library. That's rule number one. Um, points to a sign that says... Tough to, um, tough to read the sign. It's tough to read the sign. Right, it's tough <laughs> to read the sign. Yeah, without the light, I was honestly conjuring it to read the sign. Okay, well, the sign says... You can just ask me what the sign says. That's why the sign's there. The sign's for me to read. I didn't even see you. You're shrouded in shadows. The sign is for me to read. Okay, we And need it's to for go. you to be read to. The rules, the rules from two on. We need the rules from two on. Rule number one, no fire in the library. Got that one. Great. Rule okay. number two, no talking. You already broke that one. That's Come two on, rules. That's two strikes. I love a rule where the person who makes the rule can break it, huh? Thank you. I made that one myself. There's no rule number three, so luckily you can't get to three strikes. Just the two rules, but you've broken both of them, and I'm very upset. I really wow. like you. What's your name? <laughs> Damn it. I could just fucking set up and have lunch with you. You are something else. I'm Udrarn, the librarian. Udrarn. It is a pleasure to meet you, and I mean every syllable of pleasure. Is that what this name plaque that is unreadable says, Udrarn? Yes, it's very tiny, and it's in the dark. I wasn't necessarily <laughs> expecting you here. Who are you? Why are you oh, here? Yes. Why do you want to read our old books? You see, Luskar goes, I'm so sorry for my friends, but Grez and them may have found something interesting. We need to find a book about Twilidium. The librarian um, kind of strokes his beard um, and nods. He goes... Yes, yes, I believe I've heard of Twilidium in the journals of the Wanderer Engak. Mm. You see, uh, the librarian gets up. He does um, pull out a small lantern and light it that puts the flame like safely behind glass. Um, mm. And he kind of sneers uh, at you guys. Rules don't apply at all. Mm. No, okay, so I don't know if you could really use that as a Bunsen burner. The flame doesn't look strong Rule enough. Rule number 1A, 
Fire behind the glass when held by the librarian negates rule number one. I, I did not see. I didn't Pia's see that there were subcategories. Beaming because she loves how many rules this guy has. <laughs> I just know exactly what to do around you. It's awesome. Um, as he goes in and he looks through like aisles of like these dusty tomes, um, he had mentioned um, that he'd heard of Twilidium in the journals of the Wanderer Engak, um, and he goes on to explain to you that when the original Zelboldar, when the original lost city was destroyed or lost, that most of the deep folk in it were killed. However, there were like dozens, if not hundreds, who were not in the city at the time. Many of them were on like hunting expeditions or traveling outside the mountain. So that's how they have records of Zelboldar, the uh, the writings of the wanderers. Oh, wow. Um, so you see, he, he goes through um, and he finds a thick leather-bound tome um, and goes through it. Yes, Twilidium, Twilidium, Twilidium. And he's able to produce some information on it after like half an hour of looking around. Um, keeps shushing you every time you guys try to talk. It's like a painfully <laughs> long time to be quiet. I was scratching my head. Every shush feel, fills my heart with joy. <laughs> Something scratching my leg. I, I think there might be like cave critters in here. Yes, of course there's cave critters in here. It's a cave. <laughs> Can I eat? Can I just eat a little snack? Can you I, eat? I That's, rule number t- That's rule number 2A. 2A. <laughs> can, can I get like okay. an audio Book version of the rules, maybe. Can, like something I can like plug that into would my ears. require talking, which would be against the rules. Shh. I'm looking <laughs> for your thing. He's got me there. You see, um, <laughs> after a bit, he's able to produce some information on Twilidium. They were apparently these fragile stones that were almost like volcanic glass, um, and Tab confirms this. Um, mm. But instead of being created by heat from magma, it was created by the heat of like a magical source. This needs very specific conditions. Like whoever created this, whether it be a light source or whether it be a heat source, whatever it is that originally created the Twilidium is a very specific thing um, that you would need like lab equipment to put together. Yeah, Mm. there's precise conditions we're gonna need to replicate, I think. Does the book say anything about why Zelbaldar was taken to this pocket dimension? It, It seems like the Reaper was involved as a result of these uh, awaken that we've seen, but I'm just wondering, like, did the deep folk anger the Reaper in some way, or was there some sort of ancient battle or something that occurred? I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to be up against when we go to Zelbaldar. Um, you see, um, the librarian's eyes widen, and he goes, "Somebody took Zelbaldar. We know where it is." <laughs> He's like, just absolutely <laughs> oh. freaked out. Just has no idea. Um, you see, Grez and Luskar like try to calm him down. He doesn't know what happened to Zelbaldar. You guys are just finding this stuff out. So you see, Grez is like trying to calm him down, and she goes. Zerk, that is exactly what I plan on staying here to find out. I'm going to stick around here. I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to see if there was anything leading up to the city's disappearance that would hint at what we're dealing with now. Kind of combine the new information we have with the old information that we have here. Keep an eye out for this mysterious Maxora. Uh, she nods. Definitely. She goes, I will definitely be on the lookout for any mysterious sorceresses um, that <laughs> suddenly show up and cause trouble. It would be uh, hard to see them in here because of how dark it is. So just uh, get, cast a uh, see invisibility or something. I don't know. I don't know. I bet she'd come in breaking both of the rules. So she'd probably make herself real conspicuous. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a real sorceress style. Grez um, walks over to you, Zerk, and goes, before you leave us, let me help you find your mother. Um, holds her hands out. Uh, Zerk kisses it. 
Not necessary. Give me your hand, you maniac. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zerk looks at Fia and gives a like, what gives gesture, and then gives uh, gives his hand to Grez. Fia kisses Zerk's hand. <laughs> um, Grez uh, takes your hand um, and begins casting um, a scry spell and goes, I want you to close your eyes, breathe deeply, and try to imagine your mother's face. Zerk does so. He thinks for a second because it's been a while uh, but then he sees like the silhouette of her top hat and her long uh, kind of scraggly gray hair that kind of matches his own uh, and her like down swept long ears as well and then the last thing he pictures is kind of her confident smile. Zerk you have the kind of same experience that Fia had. So one second you're here, and then all of a sudden you feel this like rush of wind. It feels like you're flying towards your mother. Like you have this image of her. She is across the world from you, and you're getting closer, closer, and closer, um, going through mountains, going through cities, going through towns, until you finally make your way through a lab that almost looks like a greenhouse. It's like mostly glass. And then there's like trees and stuff up that look like maybe they're there partly for like kind of privacy. But you see um, beyond the trees um, is this beautiful view of a lake. Um, and it's nighttime. Um, the stars are out. Uh, there's moonlight. Um, your mom appears to be burning the midnight oil. You That's see... Her. Um, an image of her. Um, it's been a few years since you've seen her. She's like aged a little bit, but she looks better than she did the last time you saw her. It looks like she's been living a lot easier. Hmm. You see that um, she's got the downturned ears, still wearing a fucking top hat, even um, <laughs> uh, even when um, working in her lab and is wearing like a pristine lab coat. Um, is it a nicer top hat though? It is a nicer is it like top hat. It is wow. matching the lab coat. Um, it's very extra. It's like a white top hat that goes with the white lab coat. <laughs> it's freaking Wonka vision over here. I love it. Yeah. And you see she is looking at something in a microscope. You see that it looks to be like a piece of flesh jumping. It's moving. Mm. Uh, twitching on dead flesh. Can I do um, uh, a medicine or arcana yeah. check on this flesh? Yeah. You could do insight, insight or medicine, I would say. Uh, with a medicine, that's 18. You would guess that she's doing some type of research into horrors. Right, yeah, this looks similar to some of, honestly, some of Tab's flesh, the way that it kind of moves and restructures itself. <laughs> you just hear loudly in your ear, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, and you're just, like, taken out of it, just uh, flashes out of it. No, my mom! <laughs> no talking, Tab, come on. <laughs> so what happened, Mr. Zerk? You saw a silhouette far away and couldn't get close enough? <laughs> Quite the opposite. I saw exactly where she is, and I have perfect knowledge of it. Oh, uh, I look bitterly at Grez. <laughs> there, there are levels to this, Fia. The problem was we hadn't cheered for Grez yet when she scried on you. So that was the, that was the issue. Yes, I was just lacking confidence. Thank you, everyone. Um, um, I relate to them what I saw. I, I spend way too much time describing uh, the glass and how strong I imagine the glass is and like specifically kind of the like rods of color and like the way that like the wrought iron is like in, in built into it. Uh, and then I imagine- The rods very engaged yeah. with this part of it. 
<laughs> Henry falls yes, asleep tell briefly. Me more, tell me more. <laughs> um, Henry, you are weirdly the one who would know where Zerk's mom is. Um, based on the description um, that he just said, um, overlooking a great lake, um, she's likely in West Precinct in Siren That's- Lock. That's like the main, that's the capital of West Precinct. That was like my home after my home. That was your home after your home. That is also where your ex lives. How close, (laughs) Uh, so I'm gonna get really detailed information about which angle he was viewing the lake from so I can (laughs) try to deduce how close he is. Yeah, you. um, To Izzy's house. You would know that Izzy lives with Carlisle Locknamore, which is her new uh, husband. They are in like a more residential area um, you would imagine there's sort of like a business district that is also on the lake. There are like homes that are on the lake, um, but you can, based on his description, you can figure out where the um, lab is for sure. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I can I can take you there. We might need to go kind of like the long way because I don't want to walk by, you know, the old the old domicile. But yeah, we can we can go. Let's just lay we- low, all right? Should probably just like rent a boat and go right across the lake. Do you know anyone that could get us a boat there? I know a couple people with some boats. Luskar nods and goes, and I will prepare our warriors. Uh, You see, uh, he looks at uh, Tab and goes, we can cohabitate with the Awakened, but we will not hesitate to retake our lost city if they choose to defy our destiny. Join us and we will combine forces to save Zobaldar and your friend Arena along the way. Sounds good. Uh, Tab nods, goes like, might be a good idea. A lot of people aren't fans of the uh, living, as it were. All right. And I see I see what they're, where they're coming from. No offense, but you all have a bit too much skin. Right. Okay. And it, it barely wriggles at all. Yes. Just I'm stretches so sorry, over Tab. your whole That's face. So it's just strange. It's just a little strange. Yeah. That's, I'm just trying to get used to it. You know, Tab, I've always thought something was weird about humans. And you have just... <laughs> put the finger know. on the pin. I don't think I disagree, but I don't, you know, that's takes all kinds. Yeah. Yeah. I like I the skin personally. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so you guys would know that um, by traveling to the crux, you would be right outside of uh, West Precinct. That is what you learned last time you guys were there. There were right. like these big doors. They had like traders and merchants and everything coming through. Um, and um, that would be kind of your path there. All right. Should we, um, Maybe head back to Earth and Ale, uh, have a couple personal pan pizzas, and then go first thing in the morning, or should we go now? I could snooze for a bit. Mm, yes, and we need to check in on Batil. Oh, yeah, it'd be really good to check in on her. All right, yeah, let's do a little drop-in. You guys head back to the um, Earth and Ale Tavern. After you guys go through the bar, you guys walk up the steps. Um, everybody go ahead and give me perception checks. Hmm. Shout out to the three Cree. Oh! Shout out to the core four. I also got the three Cree. Me, me, me to the three Cree. Okay. Jesus, of course. You guys go up the stairs into the hallway that leads to all of the rooms, and you see that the door to her room is ajar. Hey, good. She might be up and about. That's that's great, right? Yeah, she probably went to take a piece. Yeah. I eject the bed. <laughs> um, Fia, as you enter the room, you see that the bed is messy. There's a table knocked over, and there's signs of a struggle, but no sign of Batilda. That's what bad. What the fuck? Zerk pulls out his gun, starts investigating. Fia, go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. What? <laughs> what? Ten. 
I'll say, Zerk, as you go to look around, your guys' like first perception check allowed this thing to get a surprise round on you. Um, yep. You see a figure in white jumps out of the darkness and swings at Fia's leg with some kind of lightning-fast weapon. Um, Fia, your legs are knocked out from under you. Um, you're thrown onto your back. Um, the wind is knocked out of your body. And then you see Batilda pulls off the white blanket and reveals a wooden practice sword. Lesson number one, ghosts can appear from any corner. A, B, L, F, G, always be looking for ghosts. Hank, slow claps. Okay, that was good, because I was sitting here thinking, wow, the last thing she said to me was that Henry was her favorite. (laughs) You see, um, Batilda offers a hand to Fia. I kiss it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I stay laying on the ground and kiss it. No, I'm kidding. I get pulled up. Uh, she, she yanks you up. Uh, she gives you a kiss on the head, and she goes like, good to see you, little fang. <laughs> remember, stay on the balls of your feet. Balls of your feet. All right. Stay on my balls. Stay on my balls. <laughs> stay on your deal. balls, everyone. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, are we ready to go? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm yes. I'm feeling ready to I'm I'm ready to ex- explore. I'm ready to get out and about. You see, she starts um, doing stretches. She seems like really lively, like much better okay, than we, before. We actually came here to crash for a little bit just for the crash! night. But yeah, we <laughs> I'm were. I'm ready to go. She's ready to go. All right. Do you want to take the bed sheet off or just leave it on? You're gonna leave it on. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, well, I'm a ghost. <laughs> All right. She's a ghost. Next training exercise, we'll practice keeping watch. Two of you will sleep, one of you will keep watch, and I'll try to sneak up and hit the sleeping people with the practice sword. <laughs> All right? Oh, I was going to say I See, wanted to sleep. See, this is the lively I... Batilda I told you about, okay? <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. You have no idea where she's she oh, is. God, where'd she go? You have to go to sleep knowing that she's could be anywhere. I run to the window and scream, is there a hotel nearby? <laughs> Could always go hang out on that uh, cave with your yeah. teenage friend. Uh, Zerk, uh, Zerk, as, you like ye- as you yell at the window, you see a teenager with a lead pipe go, yeah, yeah, we know where a hotel is. <laughs> Zerk starts climbing out. Hey, hey. Cool, who wants, I, I can take first watch if y'all don't mind. Yeah, so she whacks me in the night, right? <laughs> no way. Fia is very excited about this, so she goes into her coffin thing and can't fall asleep because she's too excited to get attacked <laughs> by Patilda. Yeah, you see a book bar is, is next to you and goes, Miss, it's just like the train car. She could be anywhere. I know. I she could be I anywhere. There could be, so monsters, miss. So there could be monsters, miss. There could be monsters, miss. I'm so to, scared. And we are going to be so surprised. And then we are going it's to going to be so it's scary, so but then it's just going to be our friend, miss. Yeah, Henry falls asleep keeping watch. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll keep you all safe. You see Zerk like desperately trying to light his pipe, but his hands are shaking way too much. <laughs> you see, um, uh, so Zerk does first watch. Um, nothing happens. Uh, who takes second watch so that Zerk can get some sleep? Uh, Henry will do it. Uh, Henry, uh, you take second watch. Um, a few hours later, um, you see Batilda uh, stumbles in drunk and goes, Ah, all right. Well, I hope I kept you on your toes and you were looking out for me all night. That was another test. Yeah, Henry has been standing on his tippy toes on the balls the entire time. Sometimes it's just a test. Always be aware. Fia giggles. She still hasn't fallen asleep. <laughs> oh, you don't have any of your spells, little fang. Always get your spells. You're keeping watch next. Uh, so I guess you guys... Um, Presumably, explain tab to her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll say. I'll say as soon as um, she saw tab for the first time, she was definitely 
confused, definitely um, has never met at Awakened Horror before, speaks to Tab for a while. Um, I'll even say Tab doesn't need to sleep. I'll say- um, I assumed that's who she was drinking Yeah, so she went downstairs and had a night (laughs) drinking with Tab, um, learning about the Awakened. Ah, it's very funny that we were scared of a ghost with a zombie in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you know, you spend your whole life finding horrors and there's still so much to learn. Uh, and uh, I'll say Tab is kind of like explained to her the situation um, and Batilda goes, all right, well, um, I suppose Tabitha and I uh, will follow you to West Precinct, um, but we might need to find a sort of home base. Tab here might stick out a bit. Um, might so, stick out a lot, yeah. yeah um, so we might <laughs> um, want to put together some little disguise or something for tab i look at the ghost costume (laughs) i I find a mop and i braid it to look like two little braids and i put it on tab's head (laughs) there oh it's beautiful (laughs) um yeah you see um batilda does rip off a piece of sheet um and makes like essentially a like bandana like a little mask um that will cover the bottom of tab's face which is where like uh you can see like the skull again her eyes are very human so she's not going to stick out that much she puts like a little hat on to cover like some of her head. Um, she's go. got this mask on. Yeah, Zerk is smitten. <laughs> you just fall in love with any mop wig you see. <laughs> <laughs> see, I put it on myself. <laughs> I put it on Bookfar. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hi there. You fly here often? <laughs> miss, miss. <laughs> <laughs> I put it back on time. Um, so you guys um, say your goodbyes to like Luskar and Grez and everything. Um, there, uh, Grez is reading about all this stuff, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, you guys head to the transporters um, and go back to the Crux. Unlike Zeldar Seven, uh, as soon as you guys get there, um, the Crux isn't only uh, deep folk. There are all manner of different humanoids um, out here again, hawking their wares. Uh, you once again see the tents with all the different merchants. Um, you guys probably try to keep kind of a low profile. Um, because you killed the de facto leader here. Right. <laughs> but um, you can probably surmise there are a lot of people happy that Hutar is dead, whether they be, you know, honest people who have been like shaken down by his gang or like nefarious folks who want to take his place. Uh, so you don't feel like you're in like terrible danger. Mm-hmm. But in the distance, you do see light rushing from the outside world um, as these giant gates are opened to let in outside merchants or travelers. Um, but before you can get there yourselves, uh, you're approached by the messenger boy who you'd given the Where's My Son letter to uh, the oh. other day. You see, he's got uh, a little newsboy cap. Uh, he walks up to you and he goes, Hey, uh, Henry Hogfist, that you? That, yeah, you're looking at him, kid. Yeah, I got your message. Um, okay. You see, he hands you a letter with the Loch Namor seal. Ooh. Um it's like the silhouette of a of a mermaid on an aquamarine background. Well, hold on, hold on. Huh? <laughs> Got I'm, I'm emotionally preparing myself. Um, <laughs> you know what, Zerk, you read it. Oh, uh, okay, sure. Um, Zerk tries to open the seal de- delicately, but then just like rips it all in one go. <laughs> uh, sweet, uh, Zerk, I will send you the letter. Uh, to whom it may concern, Colt Edgar Lochnamore is fine. After years of soul-searching, he's finally found his purpose with the help of his father, Carlisle, and Vervain Industries? Stepfather, what? What? The bid for Petty King of Outerborough has gotten a bit complicated, and there's talk of an election. 
We would ask that you not make it worse and risk his bid. I trust your discretion. Regards, Isabella Lochnamore. Is a Izzy Izzy writes to whom it may cons- Okay, oh, give me that thing. Give me that thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Henry. Uh, you look at it, and she refers to. Hank Jr. as Edgar, as she did in the past. She had changed his name to um, be the same as name. her as her father's. That's his middle right. name. Uh, started calling him by his middle name. And it sounds like... Uh, everybody, everybody, go ahead and give me insight checks. Can I look to see if there's, like, maybe a secret message written on this paper or anything like that? Yeah. Um, and can I roll with advantage since uh, this yes. is my ex and I would yeah. know her hand? Uh-huh. Okay, that's a natural one. Okay. Uh, Zerk um, does Zirk. try to eat the paper. Uh, Zerk, okay. you see that if you put the first letter together of every line of the letter, it says STO Adel. Oh my God. Which is <laughs> likely a horror that she's trying to summon by sending this note. STO Adel? A stodel? A big stoat? There's a giant stoat after your son. <laughs> Fia, you know, down. <laughs> Fia, you know for sure there's no such thing as a stodel. But Tilda goes, shut up. <laughs> I let it play out anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd taken my geese arm and I was heading towards the door. Uh, Zerk, Zerk, go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. That's good. Uh, that's going to be 21. Okay, 21. Um, you're able to um, keep reading the letter um, and hop over um, uh, Batilda's practice order. She tries to trip you up. Aha! I got a 19 insight on the letter. It doesn't seem like her hand was forced or anything. Um, reading this letter, it seems like she doesn't want you to show up and be part of Hank Jr.'s life because it would complicate their sort of political aspirations. You know, Izzy's only grown more and more ashamed of me. I can only imagine that Henry feels the same way. Let's... Um, and Hank, um, as you're looking into this and stuff, um, you see that the, like, messenger kid looks kind of uneasy. Was there was there anything else, kid? I toss him a copper or two. Uh, he takes it and he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, look, uh, usually I try to keep this stuff, uh, stuff I see on the job private... But seeing as you uh, just generously uh, donated a little tip and uh, gave me a little extra gold for the delivery. Gold, gold, right. For a little extra gold for the delivery. Right, yeah. Thank you <laughs> so much. Sh- she's shaking me down, okay? Uh, you hand her a piece of gold. Just give him the gold, man. Um, and he goes, um, something weird was uh, going on at that house. They got a big iron fence. And when I showed up, nobody came out to meet me. Uh, so I snuck through the bars. And uh, I was pounced on by all these gods. It wasn't like normal rich people shit either. It was like a, it was like I was running up on like a king or something. It was like on tight lockdown. Then they brought me to the door and showed me to the lady and lord of the place. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were looking stressed out. It was like I was interrupting something. I gave them the letter. Uh, the lady went and wrote something back. And while I was, they made me wait outside. While I was waiting, I looked in the door. There was this guy there had like a cowboy hat and like bandages all over his all over his face. Uh, and then there was uh, a lady with like big steel shoulder pads and like a reaper scale pendant. She looked like some kind of wizard or something. Oh, oh fuck. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for the gold. Uh, you see, he <laughs> walks off, and um, you guys had seen. The sorceress that attacked the blades 
um, when in you guys the, were in yeah, the temple in the, image. in the Owen's image. And this is the description of this same sorceress. Um, and you see Batilda goes, he's talking about Moxora. That's even worse than a stoat being after my son. <laughs> Not much. There's no such thing as a stoat. Okay, well, we're, we're going to get them both, okay? They're the cousins of weasels. They do exist. You have to be careful for them. They're quite cute. Honestly, Stoats? Bufar, you want to be a stoat today? Stop. Bufar, you want to be a little stoat? I want to be a book, miss. Then you are a book. It's important to let him choose. There's no such thing oh, as stoats in Eldermorn. It's confirmed. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to push it. Everyone oh, stop true. looking I them up. I read about them in a fantasy book about a place called America. Yes, I don't know what these wacky things you're reading about are. I'm talking about here, the real world, Eldermorn. <laughs> <laughs> Tab, are there stoats in Indoterra? Oh, yeah, we got stoats all over the place. Uh, eight feet tall, uh, they'll bite you. Eight feet tall, That's a big tall. Yeah, oh, the nasty. Oh, wow, that is the cutest little mount. I That's know a goat of a stoat. Oh. steed will look like. Yeah. Call that a stoat? Yeah, right. <laughs> you ride around on him. Call that a stoat? I said when I see a little one, but that's, those are just the babies. We have to get to Indoterra. Yeah, nah, there's big stoats. Ah, big stoats okay, well, ride around on them. Big stoat country. So this is this is real bad. We we got Maxor at, at, at my ex's new house. We got my my son working for your mom, Zerk. Yeah, it's all tied together. I don't know what's going on. We got to figure this out. All right, let's get there. Uh, you guys exit the crux through these um, two giant doors. Uh, two burly deep folk workers pull these great chains that engage the gears. Uh, the light of day breaks in once more as the gates open with loud rumbles and creaks. Um, as you guys exit the mountain, this like giant um, unnatural boulder that's like blocking the way moves, um, and you guys uh, immediately find like an unmarked hiking path, well worn by human feet uh, and by pack mules and stuff coming through here, like merchants and everything. Um, and you're able to follow it to a main road. Um, you see, it's surrounded um, by a small forest on both sides, um, but it's a well-maintained cobblestone road. It's a far cry from the unkept roads of Outerborough or like the cold, unforgiving landscape of Innerborough. It's still autumn, so uh, the trees are all like orange and yellow and brown. Um, you see carriages carrying nobles trotting by, um, other larger ones carrying supplies and goods. This is like a well populated area. Like you guys were really out in the boonies before. Um, everything is clean and well kept. Even the carriage drivers uh, look like minor nobility. They like tip their big top hats to you um, as they as they go by. Um, wow. uh, there are birds chirping in the trees. It's quite lovely. And you guys know that West Precinct, like Outerborough, is one of the territories of the Undermountain Empire. It's not as big as Outerborough, um, but it is a state in and of itself, hundreds of miles long and wide. Um, you are in the capital of West Precinct called Sirenlock, um, which is like a well-to-do city uh, overlooking the beautiful Siren Lake. Um, Hank, this is where you worked when you met Izzy. This is probably like the best mm -hmm. time in your life. Um, <laughs> Mr. Henry, they call it Siren Lock. Are there sirens in there? Let me tell you everything I know about <laughs> Siren Lock. Uh, Hank, you would, you would know that there is talk of them but it's mostly seen as being it's like uh, sailors saying they've seen mermaids. Yes, mm. it's like sailors' tales a little bit. Like this is a carefully kind of curated 
man-made mm. lake. This is not oh. the ocean. So this was this was like made for kind of commerce. So it's kind of kept very safe. This is like mm. <laughs> this is like a Disney World lake essentially. Like oh, it's, it's very okay. It's very How nice. How does it compare to the ocean, Mr. Henry? It's it's blue and it's wet. Do you think that Moira is here? I think <laughs> it no, I think I think Moira Moira and the crustaceans that's happening in that in the natural sea. And I would love to go. As you guys exit the forest and enter the town, um, you see uh, the lake comes into view. This great lake, this huge, beautiful body of water. Um, Again, just maintained to the point that it does seem like a little unnatural. Like, obviously, this is D&D. We are playing in a fantasy world, but these people are living in even more of a fantasy world. It's like this, like, crystalline blue water with the sun reflecting off of it. Um, You see there are many boats out here. Um, but the lake is so large that it doesn't feel cramped or crowded like the river boats you saw in Outerboro. Uh, you see several houses and marinas overlooking the lake. Um, and you see Batilda pipes up and goes, um, I've got a little houseboat I used to stay in when I was in West Precinct. The blades have different what? places that are safe to Ooh. stay. Yes, I didn't tell you about the houseboat. You have a safe boat? <laughs> Yeah, I've got a, I've got a safe boat. Um, I can see if I can find it. Um, probably best for me to stay out of view anyway, considering everyone is trying to kill me. Um, yeah, well, if you need to stay inside, I know how to steer the ship. Uh, I'm the third mate here, so. Yes, I don't know how well maintained it is. I don't know if I'm sure. I'm hoping it floats. Uh, crosses her fingers because if it doesn't, well, there goes a lot of great plants and books and everything. Our last boat looked mm. like it was in storage for like a year, so I think we should be okay. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, go down to the marina. Um, you can find me down there. Just follow the cigar smoke. <laughs> I uh, see she starts puffing Via on a cigar. lights up in solidarity. <laughs> yeah, that's right, girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, gives you a hug, Fia, um, and heads down um, to the marina. Um, and you see um, Tab uh, kind of just like pulls up on her little handkerchief that's covering her face and goes, oh, I kind of like to see the rest of the uh, city here, uh, if you don't mind. As a diplomat should. <laughs> right, a very quiet diplomat that no one can see. Yeah, that'd be. I think that'd be good for you, Henry. Give her some money. <laughs> okay, it's um, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Just a here. little walking around money. Okay, fine. Don't spend it all. I want change. All right. <laughs> it instantly runs off and buys food from a vendor. That's just gonna fall right through. The most expensive vendor. I know that guy. He's a leech. <laughs> I had lobster rolls. There's barely any lobster, but it was expensive. I know it's expensive. <laughs> Easy on the oysters. Ah, it's good though for one bite. They don't grow naturally here. <laughs> ah, these oysters. Ah, one oyster for ten gold. Come on. <laughs> don't eat oysters, Moira. Moira, <laughs> forgive Tabitha. The waves rise on the lake for the first time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you guys see, um, the cobblestone road leads you guys to the town square. Um, where there's an intricate garden as the centerpiece. Um, Topiaries of mermaids and other sea creatures, yellow sunflowers and white lilies. Everyone around here, uh, this is like um, very bustling, lots of people. Um, Everyone around here is immaculately dressed. You see people in these colorful hoop dresses, others in surcoats with top hats. Um, And you see they're not lit right. Am I still wearing shorts? If you, yes, I guess so. Uh, if you so choose. Don't worry, we'll we'll mend them. Fia, you take the left leg, I'll take the right. I do so. Uh, sweet. Uh, yeah, you guys mend Hank's pants. Um, I kiss both your hands. 
<laughs> yeah, Henry, I was going to ask. We're potentially going to meet your son and my mom for what's been a long time for both of us. I guess my question is, how do we make ourselves look cool and normal in front of them? I comb out my bangs and my hair. <laughs> Hank, you, there's not even an inside check you could roll. You absolutely never fit in here <laughs> at all. Yeah. This is like, yeah. <laughs> you might as well ask um, Luskrar a week ago how to get to Zilboldar. Just a, a <laughs> promised land of acceptance that just, mm-hmm. you have no idea. Yeah. Zork, I do not know the answer to that question. <laughs> well, Mr. Henry, don't feel bad. It is beautiful, but I do not think it is true. Hmm. Thank you. Actually, to your point, Fia, um, you guys look around and you see that there are gas lamps throughout the city, um, and they're not sprite lamps. Unlike in Outerborough, uh, it does not look like sprites gather here. There are no sprite oh. lamps. Inauthentic. Yes. Uh, where would you guys like to head to? Um, I guess I'll head. Let's head to uh, the lab. I, yeah. I know where it is, I assume, right? Yeah. Or can figure it out. As we are walking, because we are walking to the lab, but this is a perfect chance to case the joint, I mm. will do a detect magic to try to sense if there is any magic being done um, of sort of like reaper magic or anything like this. Yeah. I can do this spell too, so I'll help with it. Fia, you cast this. Um, Zerk is helping you. You guys are both maintaining concentration as you walk along the lake. Um, you do not sense anything. Um, and um, eventually you guys do find the lab. Um, you guys see it looks like two giant facilities. One looks like a factory. You see several wagons pulled up, either loading or offloading supplies or, or like guns. Uh, you know, she was like dealing arms. Um, and next to the factory is a beautiful facility. Um, like in Zerk's vision, um, it looks like a greenhouse, uh, this big glass building right on the lake. Uh, there's a lot of um, leafy trees blocking what's going on inside. Um, you do see that there are glass doors um, at the front. Would you guys like to approach? How would you guys like to do this? Yeah, who's standing behind the, the glass doors in the front? Is there like a receptionist? Is there somebody? Um, you do see, yeah, you um, you walk up and you kind of uh, poke your head in um, and you do see uh, a couple guards out front. This right. is your mother, so I will follow your lead. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to say, something seems off about this. Maybe I'm just not giving my mom enough credit, but she was always a great tinkerer uh, and knew her way you know, around a crowd, but this just seems like potentially beyond what she was capable. So maybe she's been working hard and has you know, expanded her abilities, but... I think we just need to have our guard up. She also could be getting cushy funding from the government. Yeah, those contracts. The government loves to fund science for destructive means. Yes, uh, and it does seem like, you know, I don't know, any place with a man-made lake, I'm just thinking, <laughs> what's under that lake? I'm just, I'm wondering what the secrets in this town might be. Uh, Zerk, go ahead and give me an insight check. Uh, 21. Zerk, you think that there is a lot of wisdom in what Fia's saying? Uh, the idea that she's getting, like, a lot of funding... And you also remember that when you were with your mom, that she would mess around with trying to make like little explosives and stuff. And you do think like she could just be better at creating things that hurt people than creating things that help people. <laughs> That's the kind of science they invest in. All right. So unfortunately for us, she found her calling. Or her calling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, regardless, it seems like my mom has uh, conned her way into a cushy government contract. Yeah, maybe she can give you some carrying cash, all right? Then you can pay out Tabitha's 
lobster roll bill. <laughs> <laughs> I bought another one. Is that all right? I just grabbed a Easy few. does it. Uh, just a few gold out of your pocket there. You are, you are getting rid of the lobster and just eating the mayonnaise bread. I don't like the fish. I just like the bread. You're paying for the bread. Where do they sell foot-long lobster rolls? <laughs> oh, they don't. I just bought a bunch of expensive lobster rolls and put them all together. It's a lobster sub. All right. Um... Let's do, can we do a quick witch's ritual? I'm, I'm feeling really nervous about going in. Absolutely. Uh, Fia goes around kissing uh, cheeks. All right. Little kisses? Little kisses for everybody? <laughs> yeah, I, I bring him in and I hug him close and I say, I'm, I'm glad that y'all are here to do this with me. And hey, Zerk, your hair looks, it looks really good. That braid is tight. It's not going anywhere. My mom always hated the braid, so I'm rocking the braid. <laughs> Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash Thank you, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore. And you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Um, all right, yeah, I think we just go right through these glass doors. Sweet. I'm gonna brush out your cloak really quick as you're as you're walking through. Um, you go to walk through the glass doors. One of the soldiers um, puts his hands out. Stop! What is your business here? We are here to see my mother, Stella Vervain. Uh, you see, uh, they look at each other uh, and they look at you. That's right. It's mommy's special boy, and he's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, they nod um, and they turn uh, and they open the door. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for yeah. your service. 
we're, we're with uh, we're with mommy's special boy. Uh, <laughs> you guys walk in um, and you see that the place is abuzz with activity. Uh, scientists in lab coats and dirty aprons wearing different versions of like heat masks and goggles. Uh, they're all experimenting with different chemical concoctions and weapons. Um, you see one looks to be working on like a um, six shooter pistol, inspecting it as if she hasn't like quite figured it out yet. Um, all of the guns that uh, you guys have seen so far have been like um, one shots. Mm. Um, you also see like automatons around assisting the various scientists at their stations um and zerk this also answers some of your question is like looks like there's a lot of scientists here <laughs> like there's a lot of people working on this um so it's not necessarily all just her mm. um you guys see that there's also a smaller building um within the glass dome um, basically looks like a big iron shipping container um the square room in the center and you see there's more guards posted there but before you get too far in the lab, you guys are greeted by a familiar face. Quick Blast Cass Calloway, long duster, cowboy hat, dark hair under it. Uh, she's got her red bandana uh, face mask down around her neck. Uh, she walks up uh, as if she was expecting you um, and goes, mm -hmm. well, 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 if it ain't my new friends, I thought you were going to kill me next time you saw me, girl. I give her a really gummy, insincere <laughs> smile, and I say, I like Liam. You like Liam? <laughs> I, Fuck, oh, I feel, now what you're actually you dead. Now you're actually what? dead. Are you so scared you try to make a joke? This is so embarrassing for you. You're embarrassing. You like Liam. I didn't give you Liam a time sucks. See, <laughs> I didn't say next time my fucking eyes fall on you, I kill you. I'm saying in this next visit, Likely I will kill you. Hey, everybody, this girl lacks Liam. Um, What's wrong with Liam? <laughs> he's, Who is Liam? Show yourself. You see um, one um, embarrassed scientist uh, in the back goes, uh, I'm Liam. Hello. Hey, Liam, you're all right. <laughs> you know what? I do. I fucking love Liam. Liam, Get over go here, on Liam. a fucking date uh, with, with me. us, dude. Go uh, on a fucking date with me, Liam. I'm not with any. I'm, I'm warming up uh, fish in the microwave right now. Uh, Why are you warming it, Liam? <laughs> we can warm it up. We got a Bunsen burner, Just Liam. Just put it on your fucking body because you're so hot. I need the salmon to be hot. <laughs> Do you guys have any mayo? <laughs> so much, dude. So much. Get over I here. You roll with us. Tab. Give him uh, some of your I also have a hot plate, which can really heat that fish up quick. Come over you here. See, oh, yeah. You see Quick Blast um, just like waves him off with uh, her extra mechanical arm and goes like, all right, all right. That went too far in a direction uh, I didn't want it to go. <laughs> okay. I understand Quick I started voice, I have to be honest. I'm going to lean in and I'm just going to say, I was really mad at you last time I fucking saw you because you fucked up with my, with my familiar. But my familiar is back. And I have a much bigger, pardon the phrase, Liam, fish to fucking fry. So right now, I don't really care. You're just not on my shit list anymore. You're so far down my shit list that I don't even care about killing you right now, okay? So that's how it plays out. If you want to fight me, we do it. We have a fight, but I have a very specific mission right now, and killing you would be a fucking distraction. Still, don't make any wrong moves. We'll drop you in a second. Uh, you see, she does a gummy, insincere smile and goes... Well, all right then. I suppose we're at an agreement, a ceasefire, as it were. Uh, anyway. No, I just literally just stepped out of this entire interaction. I just have. I you have... and I are rivals, all right? <laughs> 
You okay. think I forget? Ah, fine. I, I fucking I grapple her. <laughs> you guys start wrestling, and you hear just everyone instantly like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and then go um, and break you guys up. Um, <laughs> you see um, Quick Blast, like, after a quick, um, uh, after a quick wrestling, just, like, really out of breath, goes like, all right. Um, looks at you, Zerk, and goes like, your mom has been waiting for you. I gave her your message. I thought she might be. Quick Blast, um takes you guys, um, leads you guys, uh, and you see Stella's station, um, an open office uh, looking out onto the lake. There are several automatons busy working here, several workstations, um, and Fia, um, you had been casting like a detect magic thing. You do detect necrotic stuff in here because uh, as Zerk was saying, she was like researching um, stuff with horrors. Um, so okay. you do detect some stuff here. I try to just kind of wander around and see what I can that is necrotic. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Sophia starts like kind of meandering around. Um, Zerk. Does it look like this um, shipping container is built out of a material that is like containing some sort of energy or magic? It looks it looks to be some kind of metal. It looks like it would be hard to get in. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then Zerk, you see your mom, uh, Stella Vervain looking at the same device she was looking at uh, when you saw her last, um, looking at like a microscope. Uh, you see um, today she's wearing a full red pantsuit with a top hat. She's not wearing a lab coat. Um, it looks like she's um, ready to like go somewhere. It looks like she's like just like stopping in the office to um, work on something. You see Quick Blast taps her uh, and you see Stella turns um, and you guys see each other the first time in... Um, how long do you think it's been, Zerk? Like five years? Three years? I think, yeah, five to six. Um, maybe not as long as it's been for Fia and Batilda, but it's been a while. I think Zerk was like an older teen when he left. Like, old enough that he should have known better about what was going on, but still a kid. Got it. Um, yeah, you see, um, she turns, and you see as soon as she sees you, there's this moment of sadness mixed with relief mixed with excitement and everything, um, and then quickly flashes into your old, like, very showy mom. Um, she reaches her arms out, like, for a hug, and she goes like, Zerky, there's my boy! Oh, come here, come here, Zerky! Ah! Uh, a very pulls, special boy. Pulls you in for a hug. Zerk, uh, like, puts his hands right by his sides in a pencil style, and he says, hello, Stella. It's good to, oh, it's good to see you, Mom. I missed you. Oh, the old old-fashioned Zerky hug. Two arms at the side, and Mama picks you up. Mama picks you up. Uh, you hear a loud crack. Wait, 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 wait. Zerk, like while picked up, like wriggles out and says, "Hey, hey, hey." I'm really glad that you're safe and that you're doing well, but. We got to talk about some stuff, okay? Of course we got to talk about some stuff. We got to talk about these new friends. Who is this special boy? We got special girls here. Ah, come on. Get over here. Huh? Um, runs over to Fia. A girl can be special too? Um, grabs Fia um, and gives her a big hug and lifts her up. And who are you? I'm crying. Who are your friends, Zerky? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is uh, Fia Beginia and uh, Henry Hogfish. Henry Hogfish, what a name. Yeah, you know, you might- Are you a sailor? 
How did you know? I could just I, I could just tell you have the look of one. Just very handsome. Looks like you you really command a situation. You look supremely confident. Are you supremely confident? I, not quite, but I'm hoping to get there. <laughs> that, that is the confidence that I'm talking about. Zerky, okay. <laughs> where have you been? My beautiful boy, how many birthdays have I missed? Here, here. Uh, you see, uh, she pulls out um, a pouch and oh, goes, Mom. I, I normally just get you, you know, we, we go get like a special dinner or something like that. But what do we say? Uh, the, uh, 200 gold? That make up for it? <laughs> Whoa. Make it 300. Uh, <laughs> now there's my little negotiator, Zerky. Uh, pinches your cheek um, and gives you 300 gold. Wow. Zerky's trying so hard to be mad at her, but he's just yeah. like, okay. She's that She's that kind of person, Zerk. Like, uh, it, It's really hard to have like a serious- keeps trying to remember she's a con woman. Yeah. Um, and you see she goes- I've missed you, Zerky. I know we've had our disagreements in the past, but your mama's done good. I promise you that. Yeah, mom, What what is all this? Like, how did you go from our little wagon to this? Um, you see, um, she looks around and she goes, the house that Lochnamore built. Okay. Carlisle Lochnamore? Carlisle Lochnamore. The fi- I, I, at first, I was, uh, I'll admit it, um, was maybe uh, inventing some things on the sly and selling them on the sly, Zerky. As you know, you got to do. We got to eat, right, Zerk? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, 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 get, no, okay, geez, right. no. Ex- exactly, Zerky. So I got to eat, right? So I, 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 start, I start making these guns. I make them in a quicker way than anyone else can. Easy to duplicate. Um, I get the attention of the local authorities, and instead of arresting me, they put me to work, Zerk. They put me to work, and they're funded all of this. <laughs> I got oh, a houseboat, geez. Zerk. Hey. You have a houseboat, okay. I got that's gosh, you have I, I got you this got place. A bit. I got an office. Uh, it's it's wonderful, Zerk. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, but you know, this is all just part of the long game, right? Because we, yes, uh, we got to do the uh, you know the weapons dealing stuff, which isn't so pretty. But but what I'm really working on, I am going to cure horrors. Excuse me. Stella Vervain is going to save the world, Zerk was a little embarrassed and unsure before, but he like stands up straight and at full attention. We've been able to study them more than any scientist before. We've discovered that the diseased cells that make a horror are present in the living. They're just more pronounced once the person becomes a horror. It's almost like- They're dormant? Exactly, yes, exactly. Ah, there's my boy, Zerky. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. this boy's a genius. (laughs) And look at you. You know what, let's get a birthday cake in here. Let's Let's get a couple birthday birthday cakes in here. Let's get a birthday cake in here. Leo! Let's say about six. Leo, Leo. get out a birthday cake. <laughs> oh, should I put it in the microwave? Or why would you put a birthday cake in the microwave? It can be I mean, room maybe temperature, for like, Leo. For like 10 seconds. For 10 seconds just to warm it up a little bit. It's kind of nice. It's actually not a bad idea, Zerky. See, this is why we keep <laughs> Liam around. He thinks different. He thinks different, and we like that. We like that around here. Um, <laughs> um, she goes, uh, exactly. It's dormant. So it's like we've got a seed in us that can blossom and turn us into the undead. We're just trying to figure out how we can extract those seeds from from the living uh, so that we could stop people from turning altogether. Mr. Vane, uh, hi, Fia Bulginia. How are you so Oh, I know you, these... you're Fia Bulginia, the special girl. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You the have light to shine, understand. She shines bright from this one, huh? <laughs> Usually I am around special people and reflect their specialness, but thank you. Um, I 
uh, how are you so sure that by extracting these seeds, someone will not plant them in someone else? Well, that's the thing. Um, I don't 100% know. And also, um, we have not successfully been able to extract them. Uh, everything just kind of grows back, so we have to figure out how to destroy them. Because they don't seem like anything but a ticking time bomb. They're not helpful in any way. They don't help us live. We don't need them to live. And yet they regenerate every time I try to destroy them. So I'm sorry. I said extract. I meant destroy. You caught me. Special girl. She figured it out. That is the type of thinking we need around here. Fia beams bright as the sun. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> going to be my life's work, Zerk. Zerk, you got to come work for me. Come come work for you. Vervain and son. We can oh. put it right on the front of the building. Uh, I mean, you know that is always what I wanted. I practiced riding and son on the wagon so many times. <laughs> but but no, Mom, no. We're here for another reason. We're here for several reasons, actually. This is really exciting, and I want to stay up all night talking with you about it, and maybe we can get into our feelings a little bit and really dissect our past. We don't have to I don't do know, that. If there's time. If there's time. If right, there's time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And there might be. And there might not be. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but first and foremost... There's two things we need your help with. And then, maybe if you help me, Zerk, like, tries his best to put on the Vervain charm. Okay. Maybe if you help me, I can help you out with your little horror problem. There's my little negotiator. Pinch your cheek. <laughs> You're so good trying to cheat your mama. All right. Zerk, Zerk goes pencil again. Um, you see, um, as... Uh, She's talking to you guys. Um, Tab is kind of just like awkwardly hovering in the background. Stella looks at Tab um, and she goes, oh, and who's uh, who's this? Who's your friend here? Another special girl. Tabitha, she is my twin. <laughs> your, tw your twin. Fraternal. Fraternal. All right. Uh, goes over, uh, uh, gives uh, Tab a hug. It's a bit awkward. Uh, I'm a bit different than my, my twin. We were uh, raised in a different area. Fraternal. Fraternal. Fraternal <laughs> twins yeah. have different accents. Different embryo and accent. Fraternal yes. yeah. and separated at birth, okay? Fine, we're spilling it. We're spilling all the tea now. You get the sense that you don't even need to be successfully deceptive with Stella Vervain. She understands that people have secrets. So she sees this person with a mask there, and she's just like, all right, you're not telling me? Uh, good for me not to know. Unless <laughs> they can question me about later. I like her. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, she goes, what can I help you with, Zerky? Um, I fish out the shards from the Twilidium, uh, and I show it to her and say, we need to synthesize this element that only grows in a pocket dimension called Indoterra. That's maybe too much information to tell her, but oh well. <laughs> you see, uh, <laughs> she, gra she grabs it and she goes like, Zerky, a dummy planar gem. This is a fantastic find. Um, you see, she licks it. That's why I see where he gets Why it. didn't I think of that? Okay. Uh, uh, and thinks about it uh, for a while, and she goes like, all right, uh, we'll put it in the demystifier. Um, you see, she walks over to a device. To remove the mystery, of course. Uh, she goes, that's exactly what it does, sort of. Um, she walks over to a device uh, that looks kind of like an oven. It's this big metal device with a glass window and a small handle to pull at. She opens it up, and you see she removes what was in there last. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me perception checks. The more salmon. First salmon, yeah. Liam, 11. 14. 22. Um, yes. You see, um, she's pretty quick with it. Um, she grabs this item. Uh, Fia, you see it. Um, you see it looks like a small bell that was in here before. Fuck. Um, <sighs> you see, she grabs it um, and pulls it out. You see, she puts the Twilidium in. 
um, and starts the device. You hear it whirring um, and see the lights turn on. Um, and she turns to you all excited, Zerk, and she goes, the way it works is it deconstructs the magical components used to make uh, whatever uh, kind of magical item it is. Uh, once we get a readout on it, we can recreate the conditions in the item cloner, she points to another machine near it, and grow a new one. Um, Whoa. You see uh, the demystifier thing stops. Um, you see she looks at like a readout. It basically prints out almost like a spell scroll. You see she reads through it, uh, but looks kind of confused. Um, you have to explain to her what you learned about Twilidium from the Deep Folk. Um, and then she's able to look at it in a new context. Uh, and she goes, all right, if it's just a matter of creating a specific arcane heat source, we can just replicate the exact type of magic and find the right temperature to grow the gem. Uh, but it's going to take a few days. Days? Uh, we, we can put it in and see, uh, I mean, how big do you need this gem to be? It's been a while since we've seen each other, but uh, I, I've gained a little magical knowledge and my, my friend here is absolutely overflowing with it. So if we could maybe like assist in the ritual that this cloner is performing, maybe we could speed it up? I don't think it's going to be super helpful for you guys to um, sit uh, and watch it necessarily. Okay. A watched gem doesn't grow. You know that old saying. That is a classic saying, I've never, yeah. I've honestly never had the context until now. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> okay, but, well, how big does that? How big is that staff, Zerk? It's, what are we looking, baseball size, basketball size? Oh, Tab, do you want to hold up the staff? Oh, yeah, Kevin's dick. Kevin's dick. I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin's dick? Kevin's dick, yeah. Kevin's trying to call dick. it a staff. Publicly, um, but you yeah. see, uh, Tab holds up uh, the telefork, and uh, you see, uh, Stella walks over to it and goes, like, Whoa, what is this? This is a beautiful piece of machinery. Yeah, it's um, it's a fork that opens up rifts into other dimensions. <laughs> Zerk is having a lot of trouble not telling his mom the truth, right? Um, okay, Fia, a distorted value dissolves in Fia's hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, uh, she looks it up and down, and she goes, like. It, it, maybe it'll only take a day. You can check in on it every single day. We'll make sure nothing happens to it. If you want to keep a little piece of the shard for yourself, uh, in case for some reason um, you're you're worried about the machine, although this is a Vervain product, which means it is quality. Keep the, keep the shard. We'll keep a shard. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> you guys take a shard. Um, and she goes, um, no, if you don't mind. I take a shard. <laughs> you take yeah, you take a huge shard. Um, <laughs> I, I, I take a huge shard on Kevin's stick. <laughs> Ew! What the fuck? <laughs> what has happened? You see, um, Stella um, uh, goes. Uh, she's kind of like talking a mile a minute here, um, and she goes like, "Oh, oh my gosh! Uh, I'm actually on my way out here. I was going to a thing, sort of uh, celebrating. I, I might get a little uh, call out here, but uh, Carlisle Lochnamore is announcing his bid for Chancellor of Outerboro. They're changing. They're doing like a whole election thing. They're gonna have. They're gonna change it from Petty King or Petty Queen to a Chancellor. Uh, and he, he's doing this whole like announcement thing uh, at his manor. I'm going. Uh, what, what do you say? We we, we travel as a group. I should we better squat watch. Up, the, I should watch the gem. I'll watch the gem. <laughs> I know it never grows, but um... all right. He's watching the gem. You guys coming, Mister Henry? I don't want to go without you. I. They don't want. I. You read the letter. You heard Zerk read the letter. Okay. You know what? I will try. Can I try to learn a spell right now in this moment? Sure. I can try to learn invisible and make you invisible if it will make you comfortable to go. I mean, we could also make a disguise for you like we made for Tab. I could probably do a little better job if I spend some time doing it magically. If you don't got to be seen for some reason, we could just keep you on the down low. We don't got to... Not everything has to be above the board. Yeah. Well, I always I always felt invisible in this town anyway. Yeah, if someone can 
make me disappear, that'd be perfect. Sweet. Um, Fia, go ahead and uh, do a roll for um, Philip. Okay, Philip, it's time to help Mr. Henry. A total of 12. What level spell is invisibility? Second level. Oh, then it works. It's 10 plus the spell's level. Oh, really? great. It does. Oh, ah, yeah. 10 plus the spell's yeah, level. Sweet. Uh, Sophia, you are um, very quickly trying to learn the spell. Um, Philip is going like, no, you have to read it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we, have to, we have to hang out and talk about invisibility for a while. I'm not just going to teach it to you. Yes, Philip, I would love to hear you wax poetic about invisibility. Please, you are so articulate. Yeah, it's like you're fucking there and then you're not. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, God, it feels like a preview. <laughs> yeah, uh, and with that, um, you are able to learn invisibility. Uh, you see uh, Stella goes like, all right, uh, should we get going? Okay, um, can can I ask you a quick question about somebody in your employ before? Yeah, of course. Before we head out? Yeah. Um, do you know a guy that goes by the name of, even though it's not his name, he goes by the name of uh, Edgar Lack- Lacklamore? Uh, you see, she thinks thinks about it and she goes that's Carlisle's boy he's gonna be at the thing apparently there's some big announcement about him okay so oh. our, yeah alright well I guess I should talk to him um, before we go can I try and discreetly cast the alarm spell on the item cloner sure um, so that I can make sure that nobody other than uh, Stella or yeah, I think honestly anyone other than Stella, uh, if they touch it, I'll know. Great. Yeah. Um, you subtly, like, as you guys are walking away, um, Stella's kind of leading the way. She's got, like, a little, like, Willy Wonka walk as she, like, skips ahead, <laughs> uh, does a little roll. Um, Zerk, you subtly um, cast alarm on the on the little door. Sorry, Mama. Okay. I will also cast Unseen Servant to grab that bell. Oh, shit. I mean, I clocked it. Go ahead and give me a pure luck check, Fia. I'll say 11 through 20. Um, She just like hit it behind the thing and one through 10, she put it in her pocket. 16. 16, great. Um, So you saw her kind of like slide it behind the thing. Um, I will say would have been um, a flat check to get it out of her pocket, Um, but go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check with advantage to grab the bell. Another 16 becomes a 17. Uh, You seem to have successfully been able to grab it. Um, This unseen servant goes up, um, grabs it. Slips it into my butt pocket. Slips it into your butt pocket. (laughs) Um, And uh, Stella leads you guys out. As you guys exit the lab, um, you see that there is this like mechanized carriage waiting for you. It's this like bubble with cushioned seats um, and then legs that like spike into the ground. So there's like, (laughs) it's a horseless carriage. Um, They're just like needlessly high tech for something that could just be, you know, horses in a carriage. Jostling around in the back. I take it back. She's cool. She's (laughs) unproblematic and cool. I'm very cool. Whoever said I was problematic? No one. would be a smoother ride, actually. (laughs) Yeah, just thug. I like women in tech. I'm not questioning it. You guys travel (laughs) along with this uh, mechanized wagon. Um, and after traveling through a neighborhood of palatial estates, you find the biggest of them all, the Loch Namor Mansion, um, overlooking the lake. Uh, this is uh, Hank. Um, the last time you saw Hank Jr. was through these gates um, was when Izzy had told you that it would probably be best for you to leave town so your son wasn't like confused. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, 
Uh, the last thing you saw was him running up to join um, Carlisle um, and your ex-wife um, and going back into the mansion. So you see this mansion again. You do see that there is some kind of event going on. Um, there are servants in the Loch Namore colors, white and aquamarine, um, going through a line of guests at the gate and letting them in. All extremely well-to-do looking people. They um, wave Stella in right away. They let her bring her carriage up past the gate. Um, you guys uh, go on through without a problem. Um, doesn't even I'm check. I'm invisible, right? Oh. Oh, I, I'm waiting. Well, so Murph, I just learned it, but I didn't stock it this oh, morning. Oh, that doesn't that... matter. Okay. No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm just waiting for like the you to give me the message. All right. Yeah. When I see Stella go through and I remember the conversation that, that I basically needed to disappear so as not to confuse Henry, I turn to Fia and I say, I'm ready. Okay. Just disappear for the right reasons. Okay. I hope I'm doing it for the right reasons. And I give him a little kiss on the cheek, and then it spreads, making him all invisible. <laughs> I, I smirk, Aww. and that's the last thing you see. <laughs> Hank, Hank goes invisible, um, and you see um, Tab leans in and goes, oh, is it a little extra of that? Because I don't have a face, and <laughs> oh, it's, it might be a little hard for me to blend in. I can take care of that one, actually. I prepare an alter self potion for her so that she can transform her appearance to look like a normal human. Sweet. Um, so um, This way you'll be able to order more lobster rolls. <laughs> right. Uh, you see Tab um, transforms um, to look like uh, the human version of herself um, as opposed to the Awakened. Um, Sorry about all the skin. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. I don't know how you walk around with all this. It's so heavy. <laughs> It does it's feel fun, like we're wearing so too many outfits, it's right? Like, it's like having Under Armour on under your, under your clothes. <laughs> yeah, but look what you can do with your elbow fat. That's uh, pretty cool there. And sometimes you get zits. That's fun. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to clarify, by the way, um, I am keeping Spritel hidden. Great. Yes, Spritel's uh, in your pocket the whole time. And I did not introduce them to my mom yet. Great. Um, yeah, you felt uh, Spritel was, like, uncomfortable in the lab because of, like, the horror stuff. That's fair. Did not did not like that. You got, like, the sense of um, of discomfort. I sneaked them some birthday cake, but that's all I did. They super appreciated that. That made them feel a lot better. Um, Great. You guys see that uh, this little park leads up to this palatial white manor. Lanterns lighting the outside. There are guards on duty wearing chainmail with the Loch Namore uh, tabard on their armor. The two doors leading into the main hall are wide open for the guests. You see a huge crystal chandelier, um, expensive rugs and carpets over bits of um, beautiful stone floors. Um, there's elaborate wallpaper of blue and white, candelabras and sconces, fine furniture. Um, you guys see a spiral staircase leading upwards, um, but the people are all being led into a great hall that looks like it was made for dinner and dancing. It's like it's its own private area for entertaining guests and having like a huge party. You guys are ushered in um, following Stella. Um, you see, rather than long banquet tables that you might see in like a castle, there are many smaller ones that kind of dot the room. Uh, they all have beautiful white table runners and candelabras in the middle. Uh, there are paintings, statues, busts, and various other pieces of art lining the walls. Um, another chandelier uh, is in the middle here. Um, and at the end of the room, you see a small stage where like a band might normally play. 
Um, and you do see that there's like a little string quartet playing as everybody comes in. It's super fucking pretentious. <laughs> Can I mage hand and just untune some of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, instruments? The, um, the violin player suddenly looks super self-conscious um, as it just like sounds a little bit wrong. Yeah, you feel an invisible high five. <laughs> um, because I'm a witch, I catch it perfectly. <laughs> in addition to the band, you see that there's like a little podium set up up there. And Stella takes a seat uh, at this table. Uh, you see they, they make room for um, her and her guests. Uh, it looked like they were only expecting her, um, but then they shoo <laughs> people away to make room for um, Fia and Zerk. Um, We're special boys and girls. This is, this is my, my special I'm boy special. and my special girl. <laughs> and my other special girl points to Tab. And nobody else. We don't have anybody else with us. <laughs> Uh, don't know why it was necessary to say that part, but okay. Uh, the servant <laughs> nods. Uh, and Hank, you kind of have to just like, are Hover. you just like standing across against the wall? Yeah. <laughs> can I can I um, ask for a chair for my feet <laughs> and then like put it put them right on the back so he can sit? Of course. Yeah. Would you like a little ottoman? Would you like her a tiny boots little cost three thousand gold? She wants to show them off. Okay. Would you like a tiny little ottoman for a special girl? <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> uh, produce a little ottoman for uh, Hank to sit Does on. Actually, put her feet on it. I, I forget myself at first and take up all of the ottoman with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, and then I make space. It's all right. You can put your foot in my lap if you want. <laughs> yeah, you guys get there. Um, they serve some food. Um, invisibility is going to last long enough to get you through all this stuff. They serve some food. Um, they start pouring you guys wine. It's like this little dinner party. Um, yeah, you see signs around talking about um, like a fundraiser for the chancellor, uh, for the um, future chancellor, Carlisle Locknamore. This is like one of those rich people buy a plate at a like fundraising <laughs> event. This is the sort of thing that the Joker would crash. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I'm on the lookout for the Joker. <laughs> uh, you see a sick and twisted individual. Oh no! <laughs> it's Fia Bokinia. Turns out I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> oh my God, everyone's so twisted. I would like to do a perception check on all of the other patrons here. Yeah, go ahead. A moment. Yeah, I'd like to look for Maxora. Sweet, yeah. look around. Uh, can I put my head on a swivel for Henry Jr.? Yeah, you can. It's a 14 for Zerk. 14? 22 for okay. Fia. It's only an eight for me. Okay. Um, Hank, you look around. You're not able to see um, Hank Jr. And you also don't see um, Carlisle or um, Izzy yet. Okay, so maybe there's a grand reveal. I'll go back to uh, <laughs> eating Fia's leftover shrimp. <laughs> I'm doing a big thing where I position my body so it looks like I'm drinking, but I'm pouring it into uh, into Henry's mouth. <laughs> so it's like a depth perception thing. Uh, Fia and Zerk, you guys look around and you clock the room. Um, just very, very well-to-do people, all wearing like hoop dresses and stuff and surcoats and top hats um, and all having quiet, very polite conversations to themselves. There's like this whole like dance floor thing and no one's dancing. Um, <laughs> it's all just very um, quiet and proper. Um, and you guys are like very underdressed, but yep. you get the feeling that like still is pretty important. It's, it's the equivalent of like, you guys are like high profile actors showing up at like the Oscars and like you can just show up in a t-shirt if you want. Like that's what it's like. <laughs> being here with Stella Vervain. Nice. Uh, but you guys see, um, after a bit, 
there is the grand reveal. Um, the um, string quartet stops. I haven't stopped mage handing them to B flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just sound like shit. Um, and you hear like a chorus of booze as they stop. Um, but you see trumpeters come out um, and they do like a. I mage hand down one of them. <laughs> you just hear quiet, like rich people quietly being like, what is with the musicians today? Henry's clapping. After the trumpeters, you guys see um, a handsome man in his late 40s approaches the podium, salt and pepper hair, a thick mustache, um, wears a dark top hat and a surcoat. It's all understated and sophisticated except for an aquamarine scarf, uh, this one like pop of color. His house colors, Henry, you would recognize this as your ex-wife's new husband, Carlisle Lochnamore. I think about throwing a dinner roll at his face <laughs> and <laughs> resist the urge. Um, and a moment later, um, you see he is joined um, by his wife, Isabel. You see short blonde hair under an ostentatious hat and a long hoop dress that matches the color of her husband's scarf. Uh, she smiles, ever the dutiful wife. It's like this really like, polite forced smile um you see there's a brief um round of polite applause uh as they approach uh, i wish that i wasn't concentrating on invisibility so that i could detect thoughts and hear what everyone's really thinking <laughs> <laughs> and you see uh carlisle speaks um and he goes greetings family friends and others uh and there's like <laughs> Polite laughter throughout the room. Why is that funny? <laughs> I roll my invisible eyes. Hey, they, these people got no sense of humor, Circuit. You just gotta roll with it. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, goes good there. try. You just laugh louder than everybody else. Um, you guys are like clearly making a scene. Um, <laughs> Carlisle continues, and he goes, "As you know, I come from a great line of Lochnamores." My great-grandfather was high king of this empire, and he helped bring about much of the modern infrastructure that makes our lives so much easier today. And I have continued that legacy of service, most recently donating generously to the Defense Fund of West Precinct. And this next part, you guys remember reading about in this newspaper that there were like this like string of horror attacks in West Precinct um, uh, in the newspaper. You guys read this um, and it, it's taken like the community by surprise. Um, and you, you hear him go, there have been horror attacks in West Precinct. We've seen this in the burrows, but here near our beautiful Siren Lake, near our yachts, it's unheard of. Uh, I think I just lean over and I say, Mr. Zerk, I think that the best weapon that your mother might be making is fear. I am thinking these seeds are, I think they are making horrors. She always knew how to pull the trigger of a crowd. What are you saying there, Zerk? What are we whispering about? We're talking, oh, shit we're about talking about how good, good the rolls it's are. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. Get, get more of the shrimp and, yeah. and, the, and the red, and the red wine. That was good for you. <laughs> um, you hear um, Carlisle continues and goes, the High Queen is going to call for an election in Outerborough to replace the Petty King now that the Bright Leap Dynasty is dead. Um, you hear laughs and boos to the idea of an election. Just, <laughs> what? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I turn to a stranger at the table and say, why are they booing? 
because they're just going they're going to let people decide who leads them <laughs> yeah sounds logical I made him the chair from under his butt <laughs> ah! uh, falls down <laughs> he's, he's escorted out this man is drunk <laughs> loudly escorted out <laughs> I pick at his food <laughs> uh, you hear Carlisle goes so as of right now I am announcing my bid for Chancellor of Outerboro we have a rich history there my beautiful wife, Isabel, has family in Outerboro, and I, of course, own several properties. Um, you hear? <laughs> you hear? Uh, <laughs> owning properties. You hear light applause? <laughs> um, and he goes, Outerboro might seem like it's not your problem. It might seem far away, but it is not. The threat of horrors here is the failure of Outerboro's defense. One weak link in the chain of our great empire will one day cause it all to break. With a Loch Namor in power, we can ensure the safety of the old families. We can keep the horrors out of West Precinct. I can guarantee your safety, because I know who will be on the front lines. Oh, fuck. Henry, you see Hank Jr. is ushered out wearing a tricorn hat, long cloak uh, that looks a little too big for him. He's got a rifle at his side. He looks kind of like a generic version of a horror hunter, like a knockoff blade. Okay. Boo. Um, boo. Should we never <laughs> boo? He's lanky. Uh, looks about 16 or 17 um, with like a patchy beard that looks like it was maybe grown in protest. Um, you see he has like sort of an indignant look on his face, like a rebellious teenager. Um, but you hear, um, as he comes out, uh, Carlisle starts talking louder and goes, The Lochnamores, with the latest technology by Stella Vervain, are announcing a new defense initiative. A team of horror hunters led by my son, Edgar Lochnamore. His mother and I couldn't be more proud. Um, and you hear cheers, like erupting cheers uh, throughout the uh... crowd. Uh, and Henry, you see that, like, Hank Jr. looks like looks like proud. It kind of like snaps out of his like rebellious thing. Um, and he kind of stands up straight and he kind of like takes it all in. Um, you see he's like kind of resisting the urge to smile here. Um, mm. And um, Carlisle pulls Hank back to his side and just has like a hand on his shoulder and goes, the high queen is trying to keep the old families out of power but she cannot stop us from acting within the letter of the law. You cannot vote unless you own property in Outerboro, it's true. But my father-in-law, um, you see he uh, holds his hand out. Uh, you see this gray-haired man with like a red scarf, um, mm -hmm. Edgar Arias. Recognize that guy. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> see this snooty looking dude um, with his legs crossed, sits over to the side, gives a little wave as there's like a light cheer. Um, he goes like, my father-in-law, has just so happened to purchase thousands of acreage, all available for reduced prices. Think of it not only as an investment in your safety, but as an investment in your future. The Lochnamores will bring Outerboro out of the Dark Ages. You hear a loud roar of applause um, as people get up um, to gather around um, Edgar Arias and his servants, uh, notaries, to help him sell deeds to lands. They have them available on site. Uh. Um, and you see um, 
Izzy stands there, one hand on Hank Jr.'s shoulder, um, smiling kind of blankly. Uh, Carlisle, one hand on Hank Jr.'s uh, other shoulder, smiling kind of soullessly, blankly, and him just kind of staring forward, looking at all of it, not sure what to do. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh. I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to chuck the dinner roll after, <laughs> yeah. after all. Chuck it. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, pretend like I did it. I'll move my <laughs> hand and use depth perception to make it look like I did it. <laughs> God, God damn you, Murph. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about title deeds, you fucker. <laughs> we don't have money. <laughs> my boy has a purpose. I have to take it away. You know, um, it's it's tough. It's tough, everybody. Um, can we just fight God. another dragon? Come on, man. You know? <laughs> Um, fatherhood is the toughest dragon of all um, <laughs> damn it he's right um, thank you all so much for listening uh, you can hear us talk about this over on our patreon patreon.com slash nadpod that's n-a-d-d-p-o-d don't sing yet we okay um, does anybody have anything they would like to plug I'll plug uh, me and Amir's new YouTube channel we Ooh. got the what? we got the rights back to Jake and Amir whoa and- we put the videos over on jakeandamir.com so you Take can you long check enough. it out holy yeah, shit only, in the end it was only 12 years so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 12 we years just, of trying to own your own name again. <laughs> yeah, we just had to wait till it was worth nothing and then they gave it back. <laughs> I would love to plug uh, our P.O. box. Specifically, Specifically, it is time once again for uh, Big Ups, Tear Nups. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Um, our our recurring Ooh. segment where we shout out people who uh, sent us save the dates. Uh, we got uh, Laura and Jeremy in Chapel Hill. Jake, apparently you met Laura and some friends in 2009 when you and Amir bought them dinner. So uh, a long history, a long Jake and Amir fan. Waiting, tr- waiting for the, the website YouTube to channel. make his rapid return. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. Throw YouTube. me a follow. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, you coward. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, Nicholas and Cassie in Kansas. Teresa and Reed in PA. Sydney and Corey in Oregon. Amy and Eric in Washington. Bryce and Maxwell in Wisconsin. Catherine and Joshua in Texas. Amanda and Nick in Disney's Port Orleans Resort, Orlando. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Katie and Joss in Kentucky, and Emily and Kyle in Skeneedalus, NY. There's no way I said that right, but that's what they are. Big ups to your nups, y'all. Uh, Big yes. ups to your And don't forget that uh, Jillian, Jillian Colby, who tweeted at us that uh, her brother uh, had their first dance to Emily's song. Oh, oh it was so, so, it was oh, so, it was touching. It was so touching. So it was beautiful. beautiful. It was really, really lovely. Big ups to so all your nubs. Big <laughs> ups to those nubs. Yes, big ups to those nubs. Thanks for making Emily's song part of your part of your special day. Awesome, guys. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use. At uh, CHMurph is me. At Caldy's Caldwell. At Axford is Emily. And at Jake Rose is Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We, we are, the are, are the youth of the nation. We are. All right, it is time to thank our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D., Jeffrey S., Helder Frostback, Steelbreaker, and Matt M., patrons of the Zelbuldar 7 Library. They followed the two rules religiously, which explains why the third maids didn't see or hear them during their visit. Jordan DJ, Cutter W., Jibe G., Zolo Dolo, and Dylan B., cave critters who are responsible for returning books to these shelves. They organize the books using a complex systems 
of excretions and odors known as the gooey decimal system. Very nice. Schubert the Mushroom, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Andrew M, Beardman Dan, and Scott D. Nobles attending the Lochnamore's Gala. Although they're actually not interested in purchasing land in Outerborough, they just dropped by to try and win a houseboat in the silent auction. Danny P, Mixologist, Michael McD, Balnor's Boy, Andrew B, and Kevin S. Graduates of Batilda's Scare School. As a result of their training, no one can get a surprise in on them. The only downside is that they can't be within 30 feet of a bedsheet without going fully apeshit. Justin I, Ragnar Fairwind, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Elena M, and Trele the Cray Fay. Employees at Vervain Industries who are currently on strike until Liam stops microwaving salmon in the microwave. They are totally fine with all of Stella's shady business practices, but the hot salmon is just a step too far. Jared E. Austin, Bonesaw, MR, Damiel R., Cyborg version of Josh the Cobalt, and Octolick, Quick Blast Cass Calloway's new posse. She recently started calling them the Quick Blast Cass Calloway Slick and Nasty Pal Brigade, and as a result, the entire crew is considering quitting. I would encourage that. Gage M., Richard X. Machina, Michael L., Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sessuani, and Trast, the Traveler, Stoat Wranglers of Indoterra. They live rugged and solitary lives, less by choice and more due to the fact that the musk emitted by the Stoats smells absolutely fucking terrible. Sir Carl, Jory S., Dana G., Azoth Shadows, and Callum L., Tailors who make who make Stella's custom top hats. She's got one with a rocket launcher mounted inside and another that doubles as a wine cooler. Truly the coolest, most unproblematic mom around. Jack L, Flawless Whale, Temporal, Sam L, Nicholas C, and Reese NS, instrumental tuners who are looking into Fia's Mage Hands antics to create a near constant supply of business. Samuel B, Mike H, Byron Murphy likes to drink curfew. Matthew E, Colton B, and Adam G. Hank Jr.'s tight-knit group of friends who adapted really easily to calling him Edgar and actually prefer it now. Ouch. Megan S, Mateo C, Knee Badger, Panama James, Cummins the Bard, and Adrian the Halfling, Halfling Bard, the brains behind Batilda's Boot Camp, a new form of martial training in which people wearing sheaths jump out and attack you throughout the day, but you never know when. Great for your cardio, terrible for your adrenals. Dan... Scott D, Nikki W, Grace G, Drew Nasty, and CC Lulu, the makers of the Demystifier, who sell it back to back with an encryptinator so you don't have to suffer any boredom after the mystery is gone. Barnes and Nader, Michelle O, Timmy R, Jonathan W, the croc wearing warrior, and Lucas B, the Rusalka that haunt Lake Lochnamore, or rather used to, now they're actually on the Lochnamore payroll and perform a synchronized swimming routine every once every hour on the tens. Wow, sounds fun. Aaron S, it's Kevin, New York, and Stephen C, lab rareians who have mastered both the Dewey Decimal System and the Open Flame. They're a great company at dinner parties, particularly barbecues. KJ, Michael M, Mike K, and Karen J, the Invisibilities, a group of backwoods outerborough folk who cast Invisible and were also secretly attending the announcement that their borough was getting sold off to rich people. Sucks to be there. At the Ekithor 666, Nick W, Taylor A, Matthew R, and Esme M, endoterran dermatologists who mostly just try to help the undead not be so grossed out by the skin that they have left over, that and back knee zombies get pretty nasty. Nasty, I should say. Back knee. 
Nathan, Casimir, the all-knowing Big Bad Beardo the Mad, and Eric McDee, and also The Wrath. Deep folk teens who heard Zerk was back in town and instantly all went and bought new lead pipes. Sadly, they didn't get to use them, but I'm sure there will be an opportunity soon. Burley T, J, Dragonborn, Joe Rowe, the Inapropo, Cody B, Liam D, and the Sandrean. Ottoman servers at the Lacnamore party. It shouldn't be surprising at all that they are the most busy servers of everyone. All the rich people just want dinner Ottomans. Ben A, Feldonis, Dave H, Koala Bear, Catherine S, and David K, cave dwellers who went in and picked over the mechs. Once the third mates left, Zerk would be absolutely devastated to know that there was a rechargeable mech battery in the rubble that he did not get to lick. Christian S, Dustin S, Keith K, Connor F, the Time Walker, Vashgard, and two left eyes. Chefs working at the Lacnamore party, and they are truly panicking because these yuppies want lobster rolls, and some rogue tourist has eaten all the lobster in the city. Frankie Koala, Big Bad John, Aston S, Blair the Bug Blair, Barbarian, Porkchop, and Chenille M, Stella Vervain's interns who have all been called her special people throughout their internship, and to hear Stella throw the term around so loosely now, it just kind of stinks. Fury in Hot Pants, Velacy Raptor, Minette F, Pat L, Achutha A, and Lauren H., the maintenance crew at Vervain Industries, who essentially have a full-time job, sprang for breeze around the facility trying to rid it of the stink of Liam's fish lunch. Elias Hawthorne, Matty Y., Alex H., the eldest Barry, Evan V., Ryan S., and the Bone Duster. Staff at the Earthen Ale Inn, who have been leg-swept by Matilda one too many times and are trying to deliver and are done trying to deliver room service to her door. They're just leaving the food outside, okay? That's very smart. Joshua H., Robert Crisp, Yidrazel, Brentley C., Micah B., and Ploops. Sirens of Lo Siren Locke, whose songs have never lured sailors astray, mostly because they are a beatboxing crew and the sailors on the lake just aren't having it. But keep it up, fam. You guys got this. Carly Ann, Lori P., Spam, the ga Spam Gaming, the Not-So-Skilled Gamer, Connor Savage, Russell H., and Christopher J. Pebblepot. Tab's friends who can't wait to hear about her travels and meet her new pals when she returns home. They are very positive and good-natured, so I'm sure they're going to overlook Luskar's cold indifference, just like Tab did. Very diplomatic, folks. Logan S., Leviathan, Demi A., Bioquirt, Kenny, and Remington CD. Scientists in the West Precinct Library, whose area of expertise is cooking pizzas on Bunsen burners. It's a delicious, it's a delicious job, but somebody gets to do it. Amber K, Everett P, Trub, Hop Dropper, Sydney T, Jesse the Jesse DLR, the Element God, and Lindsay W wrote the rules of the Zelbeldar Library. One and two, super easy, just flowed right out of them. But each numeral has over a thousand sub subsections, so it took them a lifetime, which is why those rules must be respected. Chance Champ Wild, Valen Sprite, Pepsi, Carlin C and Anthony S. Kevin's buds, who are planning a super fun surprise welcome home Kevin party. Kevin! They even got a fun pinata that Kevin can hit with his stick. Wow, bad news, guys. You know what? Uh, we'll tell you later. Tristan C., the loose but obtuse goose, Jake, Emily S., the new petty king of Outerborough, CC, and Matthew J. Run a lobster roll stand in West Precinct, and after Tab's crustacean bender, they are about to expand to three more stands across Eldermorn. Wow, you got a franchise. Scrip Scripper, Zane C, Michael S, the Bone Duster, Noah, Wyatt B, and Estelle own a pontoon in Siren Lock. Not quite a houseboat, but the weather's 
pretty temperate, and uh, Zane has been known to spend a night or two on the old tune. All right, that's fun. Rogue Cree, Daniel N., Baron S., Sebastian's romance partner from the Baronies, Mr. Dude Sky, and conflicted DM. Fishmongers, whose business rests solely upon Liam's shoulders. It is Liam's love for heated up fish, reheated fish, actually, that keeps all their families housed and fed. Don't let anyone tease you out of your love for reheated fish, Liam. Justin LB, Connor P, Dandy, Jennifer R, and Clifton A, horse breeders who saw the writing on the wall once the car- carriages um, of Siren Lock became motorized and quickly pivoted to become mechanics, except for Dandy, who became a nurse for all the scrapes and bruises that occur from jostling around in said carriage. Richard G, M Barber, Marco- Marcos P, Pup Kalish learns the balance Druid and Dakota JP, the band at the Lochnamore Gathering who are still cursing themselves for being so out of tune. Lochnamore is a terrible tipper even when they crush it, so, you know, they're going to get absolutely screwed. Pagos V, Tracy P, a very big bet, 91, Taylor B, and Scrumpy Bogpipe, Vervain employees whose actual birthday it was and who are low-key pissed at Zerk for taking all their cake on their special day. Thank you, everybody. That was a HeadGum Podcast.